It's a simple question. What is so precious about being a Christian? We've got some amazing answers for you to encourage you. Next, here on Truth For Today. Why is Christianity so precious? What is it about being a Christian that makes it unique and different? These are questions we're answering today on Truth For Today as Pastor Phil Howard returns us to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 12. Our series is called Triumphing in Troubled Times, and indeed, we find ourselves in troubled times, and so the triumphing becomes a rather encouraging thing, really, as we look at it. Be encouraged today. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast. Jesus Christ is the head of the priesthood. He's the Melchizedek, but he's also a king priest. If you remember Melchizedek, he ruled. He was the king of Salem, Genesis 14. So uh, you become a king in a royal, royal household because the church is a royal household. It's owned by the king. It's been bought by the king. The church belongs to Christ. And if you don't like the church, you don't like Christ. This is his house. Not the building. Every living stone. Do you? You know, someone guy said, God, I love you. I just can't stand Christians. I love you. I just can't stand your children. But oh, I love Jesus. Oh, you don't either. I mean, it's easy to love someone you've never seen. You've never caught him in a fault. Well, the real test is, is loving us. Because you know we're flawed. And I know you are too. That's why I feel at home with you. We've all got our faults. Right? We're here promoting Jesus, not Christians can save you. We can't save ourselves. We've got a great Savior. This group amen a lot. You guys barely breathe over there. What's your problem? You better clear your throat, honey. There's, these are the Pentecostals. They're the Baptists. So wake up. Get over it. Get over it. I'm talking about who you are in Christ. You ought to be able to say, <clears throat> get loud at least. This is wonderful. Church is a good place to say amen. Willie's going to love meeting this brother. I could hear him. He said, you're royal priesthood. I serve a king and I'm serving in his house. So this is a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And it's not talking about America. He's talking about a people from every kindred tribe and God's forming a new nation that he, he got voted in at the cross and uh, he's not a Republican or Democrat. I, I'm sick of some of you wasting so much time on politics. Don't you know America is going down? Don't you know we've already lost the secular warfare? We've lost the battle for sexual purity. We've lost the battle over same sex. Just admit it. We're living in Babylon. We've been taken captive and the world is saying we've defeated your God but don't don't get too carried away God's he's going to get us out of Babylon he's going to take us to the new home where we're citizens where we're citizens of another land now 
You can do all you want. This country is desperate need. But ask people if they have prayer meetings. You see, you don't have prayer meetings until you're desperate. And we haven't got desperate enough to drive us to prayer meetings. Nobody has prayer meetings. Maybe in your home, I hope. And he goes on to say, you're God's special possession. And that means uh, you've been purchased for God's benefit. And he said that to the nation of Israel. And now he's saying it to us. I, I bought you, you. You're my people. You're my. I bought you for me. For me. You're my peculiar, wonderful. The old King James was peculiar, but God doesn't say, I bought you because you're peculiar. Some of you have had that all your life. <laughs> no, this is the word literally, I purchased you for myself. I've acquired you for myself. This is your status. And, and, and what does he want you to do? Uh, just stand around and dream of, of heaven? Say, no, no, no. That you may declare, announce out, advertise the praises of God. Virtues, some translations, excellence. I purchase you to be a signboard, an advertisement of who I am. Tell people how great a God that I had no mercy, now I found mercy. I had no Savior, I now have one. I was a nothing, and now I've been chosen. I was going to hell, now I'm in the king's house. I mean, can you not tell people that? Tell them. Tell I belong to the king. Yes, sir. You know what? It was used of being tattooed. You know, when you read Galatians 6, Paul said, I bear in my body the marks of Christ. It's stigmata. And the word was used of tattoos. Now, how many of you are... Oh, I know. You got it hidden. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have it on there? Jesus saves. Well, I know. I got Lucille, I love you. <laughs> you know, what about something that advertises God? Do you have anything on your body that says you belong to Christ? And we've got to get you kids off of these cell phones. They say if anybody's got a cell phone at 10 years of age, they're already doing pornography. 10 years of age. Uh, we're so far behind, we're afraid to say sex in church, and your kids have been into it for two years. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, they're ahead of us. It, all of this, but what about, do you have, I was telling how a, a young man, Ryan Harper, he was here one Sunday when, when we were preaching, maybe Easter or whatever, and we preached on It Is Finished and Ted Alastai. I went back to South Carolina. Hey, how you doing? And he's a good-sized boy and he, on his arm in Greek. Big. I mean, they're, they're wide letters. Tetelestai, spelled right. And I said, Ryan, do you know what you have on your arm? He said, I sure do. So I heard you preach that one time. And I found out it meant paid in full. And when you're a drunk at 19 and a kid fleeing gangs and a kid about to be killed, when I got right with Jesus, I had them put paid in full. I advertised. I wanted to see it. Take a look at it. Ask me what it means. I'll tell you. He bought me and he paid full price. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm bought. 
I'm on. Do, does anyone around your school, your job, your neighborhood know you've been bought? All right, all right, all right. You're not for sale. The for sale sign has been taken down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already bought. Yes, I said, I'm already bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for sale. You know what? Do you get happy about being a Christian if you heard what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Some of you are God's frozen, but let me tell you, this I'll thaw you out. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is my status before God. This is precious. I mean, just think of a man running for his life up there in Turkey, up there fleeing, and he's lost his possessions. He may have lost his wife, may have lost his kids, and all of a sudden they read this epistle up there to these bunch of ragged saints, and all of a sudden, you mean I'm chosen? I'm fleeing, I'm fleeing Nero. He's got out a warrant for my arrest, and you're telling me God's already arrested me and made me a king priest? You're saying I've been set aside to advertise the goodness of the living God. This is my status in this world. This is my, that's, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. My dad was working with some honorary iron workers, and this guy just kind of in smart way, maybe a new job. He said, oh, well, what's your business? And my dad said, serving God. But I work for Biggie to pay for my bills. <laughs> my business is serving God. That's who I am. Do you know who you are? Act like it. Act like it. Act like who you are. If you're a punk, act like a punk. Just don't do it in my place. Yeah. If you're a hoodlum, act like a hoodlum. If you know Jesus Christ, why don't you act like it? I'm going to tell who he is. I'm going to share who he is. I'm afraid if I keep on, I'm going to get anointed. I'm going to feel like preaching here pretty soon. Because in time, I'll move on. Because I know your dinner is getting cold. Uh, We're already radical because we have church after 12. What a miracle. Uh, Isn't it it terrible to stay in church worshiping him when he saved you for eternity? Oh, yeah. And there ain't no game going. You record them anyway. Come on. Our team's already winning. Now, don't worry about it. Now, listen to this. Uh, If you keep doing this, I'm going to keep them all day. The ushers are going to get you and I out of here. Listen to what he says in verse 5. He said, uh, You like living stones are being built into the spirit to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices. What are they? What can I offer to God that he'll consider a sacrifice acceptable to him? Well, we offer non-bloody sacrifices. No more animals. No more wheat offerings turtle doves. Let me give you eight and then we'll wrap up. I hope that I didn't put number eight. It came to me this morning so if you'll hang out that'll be a bonus. Uh, Number one, your body. Offer your bodies a living sacrifice which is reasonable. Have you ever given this wonderful Savior your body? Now come on, some of you it's not worth much. 
I mean, you've gotten old, maybe, or decrepit, or come on. Doesn't matter what age. He wants your body. And he'll accept it. To say, Lord Jesus, I give myself away to you. Do you remember when you did that? I remember when I initially did it. I went for a week surrendering. I was amazed he wanted it. I was good at cussing. I was good at sinning, but I was never good at serving God. He said, let's start with, could I have your body? And I, and I, I said, yeah. Would you do anything with it? He said, oh, I've got a lot more things to do with it than what you've been doing with it. Give me your body. Two, this is marvelous. A man killed a woman's husband. Went to bed with her. And uh, had a prophet come to him and said, You're a low-down thief and a murderer. You stole the other man's sheep and killed it. When you had a harem full of women. And uh, I'm going to see the sword never depart from your house. And I'm going to kill four of your boys. And David gets along with God and he said, uh, I want to get back. But according to the law, I've committed high-handed sins. And high-handed sins in the Hebrew means uh, they had unintentional sins. Touching a corpse, touching somebody unclean. And you still have to offer sacrifice. But a hand a, in the face like that. When you did what they call high-handed sin in Hebrew. Take that, God. Take that. God said... There's nothing in the Levitical sacrificial system that can cover that. There's no atonement for it. You're going to die, David. You deserve. You committed adultery and you killed a man. According to the law, you don't bring a bullock and cry a bunch and say, I'm forgiven. He said, no, no. You committed death penalty sins. And David knew it. And when he wrote Psalms 51, he said, Lord, if you demanded sacrifices, I'd bring them. All I can offer you is a broken and a contrite spirit. I'm broken. My sin has broken my heart. God said, I'll accept that. And he forgave him. The sacrifice of a broken and a contrite heart. Are you sick of sin? Are you sick of your secret life? Has God ever convicted you enough it's broken you? And you said, all I got is a broken heart. I'm losing my family. I may have lost my marriage. I may have lost my kids. I may have lost my reputation. I may have, but I want to get back to you. And God said, the only thing I'll accept is a broken heart. Come. Come. It's one of the sacrifices of God. Two, thanksgiving. It's all over the Psalms. I'll offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's over and over. Fourthly, the sacrifice 
of Christian service, Philippians 2.17. Don't have time to look at them, the sacrifice of Christian service. Philippians 4.18, he said, your offering that you sent me while I was in jail is a sweet aroma, a sacrifice, pleasing and acceptable to God. You know, um, many of you give online, thank God. Many of you still use an envelope. But you know, if I, if I came to church, let's say I'm going to give here. Could you imagine? I wish you could imagine. You come. Plate comes around. We had the box for years. However, and, and when, you, when you get ready to drop in, if you said... Lord, I'd like to offer a sweet-smelling sacrifice to you. I'd like to give you a sacrifice. And according to Philippians, God says, Ah, that smells good. In Malachi 1, they brought their injured sheep, their diseased animals, diseased eyes. He said, it stinks. If this is the best you can offer me, turn out the lights. And close down. I don't want stinking offerings. See if your heart. What's in there doesn't amount as much as my heart. What's my heart engaged in an act. Too many of you say. Ah there church get it. You just want the money. No 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 no. We do. We barely make general fund budget. First Sunday of the month is always a bonanza. Then the rest of the month, we struggle to make the budget. But you know what really matters? Not if we make the budget. But if we've got any worship for givers. Do you ever worship about God and money? Any of you got anything left after you give anymore? I can't hear you. Are somebody over there? Do you have anything left? I give more than I've ever given in my life, but I got more left than I've ever had in my life. I know sacrifice. Quit whining. Quit your whining. If your God makes you whine, you don't know him. You want the one that makes you sing with joy and speakable and full of glory, and I get to offer something to him that he accepts? Yeah. And he said money can be turned into... In God's mind, if I just gave that to him, Chanel number five is on it. He said, man, that smells good. Keep bringing it on. You're doing heavy meditation, aren't you? You don't know if you believe this. Take it through. Read the passage. Praise. Look at Hebrews. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13 says, writing to the precious Hebrew Christians, Listen to what he says. Verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips, the product of lips, that openly profess his name. By the way, Alan Ross of Dallas Seminary said that praise was always a corporate expression. You give thanks in private. You give praise when you corporately meet. So when we meet down here, there ought to be a lot of praise, a lot of singing, a lot of encouraging one another. Praise, praise, praise. And when you get caught in that, you're not looking at your watch all the time and 
God forbid you're looking on your phone. God deserves to be praised. And praise means you're bragging on what he is and what he's done. And don't come down here to discourage anybody. Come here to brag on what kind of God we're serving. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. Whatever, food, whatever. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. You see that? God is pleased when you're sharing, giving, and praising him. He said, these are spiritual sacrifices that he accepts. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you, brother. I said, is that beautiful? Uh, Then, sharing with others. The one I forgot that you must look at, and we'll conclude with it, is Romans 15. Edwin, you better memorize this one. 15, 16. I'll pick up verse 15. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister, and that word's priest. And it's usually our word liturgical. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentile. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God. Evangelism is a priestly function. And it is a sacrifice unoffered unto God. Are you doing evangelism? If you're not, you're not a... Have you offered your body? Have you ever got sick enough of sin to be broken? Oh, I, I don't know what it's going to take to get us to repent and come back. We're losing America because we've lost Christians. Yes. There's no longer a groan of intercession in the church. There are, Christians don't pray. Christians don't fast. Christians don't. Now, we weren't, what's happening to the church is what's happening to you. Well, do you remember this song? I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than the houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand. I'd rather have Jesus than men's approved applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name. Than to be the king of a vast domain. Or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I would you would know how precious Christianity is. We have a precious cornerstone. We have a precious status before God. And we're privileged to offer precious sacrifices in the face of God. All, all of us can do all eight of those. He wants you to offer him praise and worship. Stop murmuring. Stop being unthankful. Stop the negative stuff. 
Matthew dealt with that in verses 1 through 3. Get rid of the malice, the garbage. Get rid of it. Why don't you start some positive use of your tongue and mind? Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. Or, again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Yes.